Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Patrick, sitting across from me is a friend who we just figured out. We have known each other for 20 years. I'd like you to meet Don Levy. Hey. Hi, thanks. Don. Don, How are you? You're, you're <clears throat> it says on LinkedIn, president and cultivator. That's a new one for Ooh, me. At that's a good Smith one. Smithbrook Farm, which is not at all what we think it is. But more importantly, you're a Tedster. I am. And I, I am taking this opportunity um, to just, I want to talk about TED for 45 minutes. Does that work? It works. I, certainly, <clears throat> we've, we've, been, we've been there, and we know it well, and it's a whole ethos, and there's definitely 45 minutes of Oh, yeah, easily. We're, we're, we'll do a, a bunch of different TED Talks. Um, what was your... Um, what, tell me about the, your uh, first time at TED. How, who told you? Because back in the day, it was secret. Someone had to tell you. You had to get invited. And what was your first? Uh, you're going to love this. And you probably don't know this story. Okay. All right. I was at Sony Pictures. Right. And we were starting the visual effects. Right. Image there. works. Image yep. works. And... Part of my job was to talk up ImageWorks around the industry as well as just around Sony Corporation. Sure. Because they were beginning to recognize that there was this whole kind of digital This is 1996. This is 96. They kind of recognized that there was this digital future, right? So I was in New York at a Sony Marketing Strategy Council, and Mm. I presented a little tiny piece of Stuart Little uh, oh, right. in kind of, you know, early, early days just to say, hey, here's what we're doing. Well, a lady named Kimberly Till was the corporate marketing officer at the time. And she was beginning a conversation, a relationship with Richard Saul Worman, the founder right. of TED, right. who because Sony was a sponsor, kind of invited, you know, her to share cool stuff. So I had gone to this meeting in New York. With cool, with Stuart, who was pretty cool. With a clip of Stuart, the first sort of CG star of a live action movie. And I I get this call from Kimberly saying, hey, I was talking to Richard and he would like to, you know, see what you've got. So send him, send him a tape. So I sent it, and he loved it. Right, of course. Richard loved, you know, Ted, Ted has always been a place where big ideas yep. are shared. And but they were only shared within that room. Within that realm. But right. it was still very special. You and bet. he loved to be the first. Right, yes. To have yes. something. And nobody had seen this. I really, I'm, this was I'm an kind of meeting. surprised because the movie hadn't been released. No, this was the, this, this was, was an internal clip. This was literally like you know they they shot you the brought live a daily. Action. Yeah, I did. I mean, this was just like the very first wow. shots. 
that had come out. This was a year, full year before the movie was out. And uh, he just loved it and invited up. So now I didn't have a full day pass that day. It was like, uh, yeah, I could come <laughs> up and, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't have to pay, but, you know, we just got in for the, you know, literally that the session. afternoon. Oh, right. Right. It was like, all right, show the clip and right. bye. But, you know, that's never the way I operate. Right? <laughs> this is known. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I had a pass and there were a lot of people. And, you know, it's like I figured out, you know, it's like as long as I'm here. You're saying they didn't have real heavy armed security or anything. There's there yeah. always been a lot of security at Ted, but you, if you know how to, you figure it out. So I managed to uh, managed to stay for a full day. Yeah. Yes, but uh, that kind of got 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 me acquainted. And yes, sort of. And you look around that room, mm-hmm. and it was like, whoa, because this was you know just on that kind of this was not party like it's right. 1999. Right, right. This was. Party like it's still on the you know yes. roller coaster going up, and it was a very much a who's a who heavy duty room. Right. So my my uh, Ted origin story was getting a call from the founder of Meta Creations, John Wilzak, who was a sponsor. He sponsored the opening night party, so he would write a big check because his secret weapon was a guy named Kai Kraus who was the, the technical genius behind that company. And Kai would just sit on stage. This was pre-18 minutes. So uh-huh. he would just sit on stage and go off for an hour or two about just cool stuff he was doing in graphics, which back in the day that they did that. They've since learned. But he calls and he says, what are you doing for the next couple of days? I said, I don't know. What do you have in mind? He says, I'll be there in 90 minutes. Pack your bag. I'm taking you to this thing called TED. And that was 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And that was absolutely changed. I have to say it changed everything for us because it was that vacation for my brain that I looked forward to every February that I would take the week off. You didn't know what you were going to, you just, you were, you surrender to Ted, right? Because you're going to be, um, you're sleep deprived, but you're, available bandwidth is saturated by noon on the first day because people now, they watch a TED Talk. You know, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's highly edited, and they, they think that's TED. But TED is uh, six sessions in a day that have five to six to seven speakers and entertainment, so it's extremely dense, as you know. And the topics are phenomenally diverse. You might listen to uh, someone talk about DNA research, and then there's a Nobel laureate or a poet laureate, and you become so saturated, and the immersion of that and the interaction with the people on the in-between pieces, it's it's staggering. Well, that was what was always made it such a an, an incredible experience and you're right people nowadays they think of you know the ted talk as uh, a fairly finite format yes and very snackable snackable i like that word which yeah. in many respects is it's not the antithesis of what made ted ted and still makes ted what it is it's the breadth of Ideas, yes. the in the range, and diversity of 
topics uh, that are shared over this concentrated period of time. And it's actually, for thinking people, it's so exciting to kind of digest all of that. Right. You know, it's like you're kind of at this, you know, idea buffet, but Mm, uh, mm, it's it's more like a tasting menu, right, (laughs) as opposed to a buffet. Because, you know, like a buffet, you kind of pick and choose and uh, take a little of this and a little of that. That's kind of your standard conference, right? I I, I love that. And now, I mean, I totally get that. It's like we're going to serve this little bite of something for you, and that that bite is – because now the talk could – there's three, six, nine, 12, and 18-minute talks. And variations in between, because we mm. know that there are an infinite number of numbers. Indeed, there are. You know, and there are also little gravitational waves that would. Which we we uh, just yesterday learned that Einstein was proved correct yet again. Uh, I, I I've used his line where he said, "Is there a one percent chance I might be right?" <laughs> and and so when I have a far-fetched idea, I will just say, well, listen, was there a 1% idea? I might be right. And people will give you 1%. And then you run with it. And then eventually, 100 years after you're dead, they, oh, yeah, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, the, one of the things about TED and around immersive experiences is, is you go, you surrender, you turn off the phone. It used to be you had no electronics, right? You couldn't blog. There was no blogging. You were booted out. And now it's the inverse of that. I mean, it's, there's lots of opportunity. In fact, it's very social. The, the whole metaphor has been turned. I want to talk about that reintegration back into the real world when he came back from TED. <laughs> What's that like? Well, yeah, my wife would always, yeah, she, she was on the one hand really excited for it because I would just come home be like jacked. buzzing. Yeah, right, you know? yeah. On the other hand, you know, it was like, it was almost like, you know, <laughs> Where do you come start? on, come on, come on down. <laughs> right. You know, there's a whole world down here that, you know, is, uh, you know, you're here and, and you know, we're, <laughs> we weren't there. So you just right. kind of like slow it down because it's like energy, right. amazing, incredible energy. Uh, it's it is, in some respects, you know, it takes a little bit of time to wind down and, on the one hand, appreciate everything that you've just experienced. Right. Right. Fully absorb it, right? Because sometimes, especially, I mean, every TED was remarkable in its own way. But, you know, some years uh, you make a bigger impact on different people than others. Right, right. So depending on what it is, you want to, it, it, it's almost like, you know, sitting here with a cup of tea is like letting, letting the tea steep mm, for a second. Mm, mm. You know, it, it, it just takes time for the flavor to really, uh, you know, reveal itself. So coming back, it was always a couple of days. You know, you come back on a, uh, on a Saturday night, or a Sunday, so right. at least you kind of had the right, weekend right. Had a little right, day. before you had to, you know, like jump in. And that was really valuable. But then there was that, you know, incredible sense of urgency that you just want to share mm. all of these, mm. you know, some of the best things that you heard. Right. You just really wanted to, you know, it's like, oh, please let me, let me tell you about this. Do you, do you think you were responding to the, you know, the implied uh 
call to action. You know, someone would say, you know, this, um, I'm thinking of the lawyer who got up there and said, we've got a reformed criminal justice system, right? You know, you're like, yeah, I'd never yeah, right, yeah. remember that talk, right? It was one of the great talks in Long Beach. And it's like, I don't know what I can do, but I got a sense from him I should do something, right? Whether it's, you know, it, and in every, that's just one out of hundreds of talk. We did the math on this, by the way. Uh, we think we've sat through a little more than 800 live talks. Wow. Well, which is a lot. And where I want to go with that integration was for years, I would come back and to try to explain what it was, was very, very challenging. And you could, <laughs> you'd get someone excited about it, but they couldn't go because the next year was already sold out before the first right. year started, you know. 2009 was sold out before the 2008 show even started. And it's still, to this day, that's true. And even if you could now, in this case, afford to go, um, you still need to get invited and you get on the wait list and all of that. that. That being said, I would come back and say, how could I bring Ted to Santa Barbara? Or how could I bring Ted to my friends? That was like, I wanted to do that so bad. I, I met uh, my wife, Kimberly, uh, in our first lunch. I said, there's this thing I do every year. It's a vacation for my brain. And this was in September time frame. And I, you know, it's sold out. There's no way you can go. And we ended up concocting uh, a software project. And this is solely for the purposes of getting her to Ted. I, I like, love it. Here's a project we could do, but more importantly, that gets you to Ted. So you can understand. And she had the same kind of deal. It was a tech pass. Right. Right. So yeah. she could I mean, be there. You know, yeah. right. uh, you're in, you're in. You're Doesn't, in. You're in, right. Once you're in the door, you're there. And and we've gone all the Ted's. So, but when we come back, now we've got two people talking to our friends and it was in 2009. Well, 2008, I think, uh, what Chris started to do was salons. So he would do a salon, like off, because there was just one conference. Then there was two. There was TED Global, which was usually in India. Now it's based in the UK. But he did a, he did a salon in New York. So there was, people were jonesing for TED. I mean, jonesing for that, that buzz, that excitement, that engagement. Did it in, in Los Angeles. We, you probably went to, to those. And then, and I don't know whose idea this was, and I want to find out. They said, well, what if we let people do a TED in their hometown? I think TEDxUSC was the first TEDx one. TEDxUSC so do you, was do you, have, the, do you know about that? Yeah. Oh, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't. And then tell us what TEDx is, because people confuse TED and TEDx, and they well, don't really and that's know. Been, that's, that's, that's been a, a source of, of a bit of confusion. I... There were, you know, these salons, as you mentioned, they were you know, thinking uh, about about it. And I think while there was this sort of idea that if, from Ted, uh, if we were to, you know, let experienced Tedsters, People who had been to TED right, understood right. the drill. I, you know, conduct a TED-like event. You know, how would that? Well, what would, would that, that look, look like? like? Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of an experiment. And I, 
TEDx USC, uh, I it believe, was the was first. The first. Yeah. There was also one at TEDx uh, SMU. Right. Uh, and this was in and that 09. Was, yeah, 09. Right. Because it, that, was, that was actually coming out of, you know, uh, there's a sort of Dallas uh, affiliation with, with TED that a lot of people don't, don't know that? about. Oh, what's that? Well, Kelly Stetzel, who right. is chief curator. Know, chief curator content officer there, uh, you know, her, her family. Uh, is down there, and they're you know they're pretty tied in with with a number of folks. Jim Young, Jim and the, Young the Youngs, and yeah, the Young all of those family. folks. And Front row, center yeah, seats. By the way, just you know, it's like for every year, there he was sitting front row, center, and him a, and his wife. What a great guy! Yeah, 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 yeah. What a great guy! He's, epitomizes I, a Tedster, oh, doesn't he? Perfect, it? perfect. So, I, you know, I think the so. TEDx USC took place, and they, you know, sort of put it out as an experiment. But I think Chris Anderson has often said that they never imagined that TEDx, this idea that relatively ordinary people would take on a license and take on, frankly, the responsibility of staging a quality event, they, they never had any idea that the program would grow to the extent that it has. The um, idea that you had to have attended a TED to be able to get the license kind of expanded to, if you hadn't been to a TED, you could still get a license, but there's, you can only have, you could have less than 100 less people than 100. at it. And um, if you'd gone to TEDs, you, I mean, there's, there's now, um, I think something like 15 pages of rules uh, on on how to do the TEDx itself. I think it's probably more because every now and then it you know it's sort of like you know it's sort of like the congressional record, <laughs> uh, you know, or whatever they call you know the book of laws. You know, the it just you know it does kind of grow. You know, Constitution started out as a few short pages. In January of 2010, so now we have we've had a couple of TEDxes. They're successful people. This is a cool idea. And Kimberly and I had the idea, finally, there's a format and the, where we could bring it to town. And so what we did was we created TEDx American Riviera. We did our first show. And because TED is such now an iconic brand, but six years ago, it was still it was an iconic idea. It was like, I, you know, they spend a million dollars on the stage, you know, and they, it, it's just spectacular in every regard. And we said, how, how do we, because I wanted to capture all of that. I didn't just want speakers. I wanted, someone had said to me once, he says, Mark, you've created this space for us to have these really big ideas. And it's, there's something about this room today um, a, a Tedster who lives here in town at the evening party said, this was as good as any single day at TED I've ever been to, which t- that was the big compliment because we set the bar so high for ourselves on the, the production quality, the, the environment, the food, the networking, the in-between stuff, the things to look at to inspire you, uh, the, the guests, the quality of the talk. Again, we'd seen hundreds of these talks so Kimberly 
coached our whole slate. In fact, six years later now, her whole entire business is teaching people how to do a TEDx talk. And she's, she's actually now has a waiting list. We finally got to the part where she's got a waiting list. Because there's things that are different than any other kind of talk, things to consider. So we did that for three years in a row, having no idea how much work it was. Oh my God. Now you produced TEDx Conejo. Mm-hmm. And yep. did you real? And, and you don't have a, I mean, none of us who do TEDx have a team. I mean, it's all volunteer. You don't make any money. You're not allowed to make any money. My, my mother-in-law said after the first year, because it was full time for four months for us. She says, so tell me again why it is you do this. And I said, of all the volunteer work I've done in Santa Barbara, this is the purest community service I've ever done. I am, this is something that I know I can give to the community by creating everything it takes to do this as a gift. Because, and it, it's, and she goes, wow, you don't make any money, you don't? I said, no, I, community service is about truly giving without getting in return. And now the, the recognition or the, the satisfied smiles on people's face, that's the give. Oh, it's huge. And it is tremendous, tremendous work. I don't think anybody quite realizes no one does. how much it is. I, I don't want to let another second go by, though, without saying that what you, the way you described your TEDx, absolutely what it was. It was oh, brilliant. Uh, it was, you know, every single speaker was just top of their game sharing incredible vision and wisdom. Hmm. And you had that beautiful mix that you do find it, Ted. It was quite clear that what you were trying to do was deliver a very Ted-like experience to Hmm. Santa Barbara. So... We're, uh, well, we we said we'd do three. So we're we're in New York in January. I'm I'm working with McCann Erickson and their chief strategy officer. And I, I, you know, we tell him this idea and he says, when are you going to do it? And we said sometime this year. And he's, and it's 2010. He goes, oh, I know when you have to do it. I said, what? He goes, October 10th. I said, why? Because it's 10, 10, 10. I went, oh my God. So then we do 11, 11, 11, and 12, 12, 12, and it's three years in and out. So at that dinner, we kind of mentally signed up for three years and said, okay, we'll do this. And then we retired. And we didn't want to tell everybody that it was the last TEDx American Riviera because they were on such a, a, a idea high, you know, and by that time we'd built such a great brand in town. So we took a couple of years off and then last year, as you'll know, Ted, in their, in, in Chris's inversion of the idea of this being a secret club where you have to be in the room uh, to share these ideas, has over now 13 years completely inverted to the model to ideas worth spreading. Last year said, as a TEDx organizer, if you would like, we'll give you the keys to the kingdom and you can broadcast one day of TED live from the stage, I call it free range TED, yeah. <laughs> uh, to your audience and you can invite 
you know, a few hundred people to watch Ted with you on the big screen. So you took advantage of that last year as well, right? Yeah, actually, the you know, it was like a lot of things at Ted. It was, you know, sort of uh, semi under the radar for a while. Right. Uh, they call it TEDx, the TED Live, I Well, there think. was TED Live. And then because I actually started bringing it in uh, when I was still at Sony. Uh, oh. And, you know, we, uh, you know, so I've actually been doing it in a sort of smaller form, uh, you know, for several years. But uh, the last, uh, let's see, 2013? No, 2014 was the first time we did a TEDx Live. We did it at Cal Lutheran. When right, sponsored. right. And uh, we did it at their events center. And it was great. But it was literally like, but that was like one day or a right. couple of sessions. It right. was pretty limited. Uh, and uh, But now they're really making, making it, you know, quite open and encouraging TEDx organizers. Well, it's spectacular. There's, because um, I'm doing some research for for TEDx Live, which is coming up, and people may listen to this show, who knows when they're going to listen to it, so I don't do the dates, but it is the week before <laughs> TED. Uh, so next week we'll, and we sold out in 24 hours, sold all the seats. Uh, you're sold out now? Uh, almost. I, we're there a few so if anybody is is listening before the seventeenth, we're going to try to post February, the show today. Actually, uh, <laughs> then uh, it's uh, TEDx Conejo Live, and it's on on Wednesday. So for people in Santa Barbara who are going to TEDx Santa Barbara Live on Tuesday, uh, they, can, they can then go down to Ted. Thousand Oaks, and if they really want to, you know, have it anywhere uh, the, it, through. Uh, uh, Fathom Entertainment, uh, Ted has done this deal. So they're uh, the opening night of Ted. On hey, so wait, 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 because both of you have been there. Yes. What, what is this? Like, tell me, tell me what's going to happen during that day. You say oh, there's a ticket. What's that ticket get me? So the uh, so Ted is is um, a series of five to six sessions in a day that are about seventy five minutes long with um, hour and a half long breaks sometimes or in between because you need to decompress. And you'll have six or seven speakers within that and they flow. And most of the, I mean, the majority of the world has only seen one talk at a time. They've never seen them string together and understand an arc of a thought. There's a big idea, which is the theme this year is dream. And then there's individual ideas within the day, within these packages, if you will, and they've been curated heavily and will sit and watch live from the, from the main stage in Vancouver. Now, people say, well, I don't want to just watch TV all day. What people don't, under, don't know about TED is you go to Vancouver. It's now in Vancouver. It started in Monterey, went to Long Beach for five years, and now in Vancouver. I would say a quarter of the people don't sit in the main theater to watch TED, even though they are there. There are three simulcast rooms, which are huge rooms with huge screens, beanbag chairs, couches, very, very warm environments. So you can sit and watch, but you can talk. You know, you can, you know, nudge your neighbor and, oh, my God, that would, you know, you can do all of that. It's a little uh, more informal environment. And then Steelcase 
has set viewing stations up all throughout the convention center so that during a talk, whether you're inside or outside, you're, there's TED happening all around you. So this is very much like sitting in a simulcast room. And for me, last year was the first time we did TEDx Live. I thought, and I did it because I couldn't go to Vancouver. I was like, I can't not have TED. What am I going to do? And I just sat in the back of the room and watched. I'm used to watch. It's okay if I'm not in the room with them. I'm getting to see Chris introduce them. I'm getting to see the music and the entertainment, which never makes it onto TED.com. You can only see that live. And I'm getting to enjoy it <clears throat> with a group of 100 people who are as blown away by that thing that just happened. And so it's as close as I can get to being in Vancouver. It's absolutely. And now, of course, with social media, you can be there, you know, right. tweeting and posting almost as if you're there. And you're keeping, keeping in touch with your friends, you know, elsewhere. But that's the whole thing. It's about, you know, it goes back to what you, you were saying, bringing that TED-like experience as much as possible. And that experience, that TED-like experience, is that sort of immersion in the talks, that flow that reveals itself, you know, either at the end of the session when you've taken it all in and seen all of it. It's almost like, you know, uh, one of those, you know, sort of pointillist paintings, you know, mm, where it's just a enough. lot of dots, yeah. right? Or, you know, back in the old days, uh, you know, uh, half When pixels were this big. Or when pixels were big, you know, the further back you get, you know, the, the better it looks. And the, it actually makes sense. And that's kind of what those sessions are like. But through the TEDx program, I think the best ones have, the organizers have done their level best to create a TED-like experience. Right. The one thing, the one thing that, that I was always clear about, though, with uh, TEDx Caneo, which was maybe a little bit different from TEDx Riviera, is my kind of organizing principle in Thousand Oaks was that here was an opportunity to identify some of the you know, exceptional, remarkable, interesting people right in our own backyard. Right. So the focus on local talent. So the idea that if you could suddenly discover somebody doing something incredible who whose ideas can actually stand up yep. Yep. to anybody worthy of that TED stage, that's an incredibly empowering feeling for people locally. And it also is, frankly, a source of, of, of pride. Absolutely. Uh, for the area. But it's also a way to sort of look at those ideas, value those ideas, and most importantly, have that opportunity to share them beyond the neighborhood. Right. So that was always, you know, that was that was part of what I was when was you doing were there. coaching your speakers. And I, I, I love the len local lens when you were coaching the speakers did who've never given a TED talk. So they're freaking out anyway. Uh, do you help them understand that the people that will be watching this would could be in Bangladesh? They could be in Manila. They're going to be in Russia there. You're going to have people from around the world see this. 
and how do you coach them up to having that idea have some universal appeal, if you will? Uh, you know, the, it's a good question because, you know, frankly, not every idea travels worth spreading. everywhere, <laughs> right? So, you know, you're, you're, you know, it would be great if every talk was incredible uh, and every idea resonated globally. But even off of the TED stage, as highly curated and well-coached as those speakers are. Do you are, know what people didn't know? Not every talk on the main stage in Vancouver makes it to TED.com. Yeah. yeah. It was an assumption that I had that they all did, and I went back and looked through the records, and it's like 72%. It's yeah. not even, you can't even, yeah, you can't even access them, right? They're just not, they're, they're not yeah. out there. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I, if you signed up, you you know, for the feed, then you do have an archive. Right. Yeah. But, it, no, you can't. Do you think that's? Do you think that? So, what's your opinion of that? Do you think that that's a that's a good that we don't we don't maybe flood and overwhelm people with with work that doesn't so, quite live up? So, do the math. Just on the TEDx side, there are three in uh, twenty sixteen. There'll be three thousand TEDxes. That's a lot of TED. Now, as organizers, we have to re- we in our post show report have to say what the top. what we think our best three were and Ted owns all the content that's produced locally. So now we send them our 16 shows. We say, these are the three we like. They only look at those three because now do the math. It's 3000 shows times three shows. That's 9,000 entries to look at it who are all vying for a spot on Ted.com. Well, and they're all vying for, um, a spot on the TED TV, which is on the uh, every Apple on TV in America and, and every ball, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, that's the thing that blows me away is, uh, hearing about TED finally getting access online, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, as I'm headed to grad school, watching these talks and being like, well, here's my curriculum. Like here's oh, the curriculum right, sure, to present sure. to students. If I'm going to be teaching, this is what I'm going to show them. And then watching that turn into it's, it's not even, it's not even, um, I'm I'm looking for a cold. I'm looking for something to compare TED to. Like, well, well, TED is like the new version of, or the new type. It's like, no, TED, TED is a is a uh, global university of of thought. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not just, it's not just like, well, they've reinvented public speaking. No, no, that's irrelevant. That's not the point. Oh, they've they've reinvented the you know the town square where good ideas come and 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 the community circles around to learn about the new good ideas. No, it's it's it's. It's so much v- bigger than that. In my mind, as an educator, in my mind, as as an artist, as, in my mind, as somebody who you know follows tech, it's it's this other thing. It's it's its own entity that exists in the concept of what contemporary culture is. It's a it's you know one section, one brand, one species inside of the culture mm. that we're dealing with right now. And it's and it's and I don't remember what it was like without it. That's that's the funny thing. How it's the same thing with the iPhone, right? right? Or touchscreen phones. I don't remember. It's and I, I don't. That makes me sound Orwellian, you know, that I've forgotten the past. But I just take it for granted that it exists. How could it not? How could we not have mm. this format? Mm. But Don? yeah, I I think I think it's fascinating because it has you know, and, and it's had. There, there's been some tension between you know the oh, this, you this this idea, right? right because. Right. Uh, you know, there's been criticism that, you know, the TED format has, uh, you know, grown increasingly brief. 
Right. Reduced and reduced our ability reduced to, for deep thinking. Deep and, thinking yeah. because it's all, you know, kind of top line. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, just because it became very polished for a bit there, uh, it lost some of the authenticity and immediacy. And part of what made right. Ted kind of remarkable, especially in those... You know, it, it, you know, some of those years when it was a kind of intimate thing. Well, when the speaker wasn't perfect. Right. right. It was like, oh, because, you know, I, I remember I, I worked on a lot of lot of movies over the course of my career. And I remember uh, for all of the Star Trek fans, Patrick Stewart had a plaque in his motorhome that was basically a leaf. And he said, you know, part of what makes a leaf perfect is its imperfections. Right. Every leaf is a little different and it's all about imperfection. So, you know, to have that authenticity, you know, is is important. It's funny you say that last year at um, our screening here in Santa Barbara at the break, one of the guys came up to me and he goes, oh, my God. So what? He goes, a water bottle dropped while the guy was speaking. (laughs) I've never seen that. And I was like, yeah, it's free range Ted. They, They edit all that out. And all the ums and ahs and technical glitches. And so getting to see all that, I think it it demystified it a bit and helped people say that this is very real it's people. It's real. <laughs> you know, the water bottle. Hey, you know, I gave I gave gave a talk in yeah, Long Beach did. a couple yeah, of years did. ago. And, you know, I, I, I swear I've never worked harder for six minutes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Right. Right. I mean, I talked for six minutes. And, you know, but it probably took me, you know, like three months, you know. To, Did you spend to three months getting your talk together? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, not like every day, but there were, I mean, between editing the video and just researching it. I mean, the yeah. amount of research, they, to, you know, it's like the, the, the famous, you know, quote, you know, what was it, Thomas Jefferson or Ben Franklin who said, you know, I would have, I would have, you know, made it shorter, made it shorter if, I had, more if time. I had more time. I think that was Twain. <laughs> I, I think I have, the, the, what I hear when you say that is that you respect your audience, you respect yes. the format, you yes. respect the time. I am, I, in academia, that's all you do. You go see talks. You go watch talk after talk after talk as people present their research, as people present their, their portfolios, as people uh, you know, present whatever. Um, and to sit and watch a lecturer that gives me 45 minutes to an hour and a half worth of conversation on a topic he could have covered or she could have covered in five minutes is maddening. To sit mm. there and feel this kind of like, because and almost because I've seen so many TEDs now, it's like this feeling of like, you didn't respect me at all. You didn't prepare for this at all. Like an unprepared speaker is like unwatchable. You just want to leave. Well, he, he, or someone who reads. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I'll, you know, I've got, got some thoughts on that too. Yeah. But I, I, the, uh, I, 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 the idea of cutting things out. Yeah. So when I got, you know, when I get introduced, you know, I've spent all this time working on it. Right. I'm excited. Right. You're I'm back, pumped, you're backstage. You know, it's like, yeah, ready to go. And, you know... Boom. I'm I get introduced and I had to take two steps. Step onto the red dot. Right. And I'm excited. And boom, the energy of taking those two steps up onto the stage, the little wireless mic, you know, uh, transmitter. 
pops off my boat, <laughs> oh. and it's dragging across the stage oh, God. like a mouse tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, well it's, it's, it's like the, the commencement speaker who trips on their way right. up. Or like right. just that moment, it's like, like this right. is going to be this talk, huh? You this know? is where we're going to go with this. It's like, all right. They came out. They sat it. You, know, you take a breath. Yeah. You go into your first line. There's something about stepping onto the red dot. And looking out, and I don't pe- know if people notice, but the, the blue lighting on the audience is on purpose. They, someone saw that on video and said, that's the perfect yeah, way to light yeah. the audience so you can see them. Mm-hmm. And you don't have those the glaring lights because the one of the things that I know they were trying to capture when we left Monterey was the connection between the audience and the speaker. Which was huge. Well, we learned, my whole business 13 years ago started as a TED project. I mean, TED is woven into everything I do. And Chris had said, we were, the original idea was called TED Heads. And it was the speakers and the audience and this interaction between them in a virtual platform. And Chris just railed against this idea that there was a difference between speakers and the audience. He said, there is none. When you're in the audience, you're sitting next to someone who's spoken the past or someone's mm-hmm. going to speak in the future. And you're all speakers and you get up, you do your 18 minutes to your peers and you step down. And I ne- had never thought about that. Yeah. And it's never left my thinking. It's Yeah, it's always been, you know, kind of the thing that sort of amazed, amazed me about Ted. Because you go to like the speaker dinner or something. Right. And it's like. <laughs> I, so what do you do you know it's like you know it's yeah. like, i am working on world peace you know uh, it's like I global mean, water just, yes cow. right right and yet you know what you you know the other side of it though for people who you know may be a little intimidated and stuff like that it's like you know you sort of find out that hello everybody's just another person exactly at the end of the day exactly right and ideas are valid it doesn't matter how many letters of the alphabet you have after your name or what accolades you know at a certain point you know most of us can find something interesting to say to somebody else and if you're ever stuck you know that is a room where it works great to just ask somebody a question yes (laughs) because you, your mind is guaranteed to be blown. <laughs> now it's, um, there's a, a TED hub, as you know, a TEDx hub for all the organizers. And you know, we're all learning from one another. And I read something, it was just in the last month or so, that said they, they were not, we're no longer looking for interesting people. We're looking for interesting ideas. Because a lot of time what mm. happens is, oh, I got this great guy who's got the great resume and he's done all this cool stuff, but he doesn't have an idea worth sharing. I don't want to listen to, to someone well presented bad idea. Yeah, or or you know, Kimberly has trained so many people, and I get to hear all this stuff. And you got a guy's eighteen minute talk, the first blush, seventeen minutes bio, and oh. one minute idea. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's like, let's start in the middle, right? There's, you know, there's a whole, it's, it's not, it's not about you. It's about your idea. Well, and in many respects, if you look at most of the people and, you know, we've all seen a lot of, of talks, it's oftentimes 
less about the individual. I mean, what really draws you in right. is the thinking. It helps if there's good thinking that's well packaged, right? Uh, yes. A little personality to go along with the good idea. Yes. And some presentation skills that allow you to communicate that's a, it, that. It, that's not to be denied in the, in that sense. On this stage, whether you're you know if you're you're lucky to make it to the TED stage, and as we know now, TEDx is a feeder for the main stage. So if someone wants to get on the main stage, get on a TEDx stage. Thirty three percent of the speakers this year were originally seen at a TEDx. Hmm. Uh, never before was that the case. So it's now a big farm club for yeah, ideas, yeah. right? And so you you want to present that idea because if in fact that idea is worth spreading, I need it. I have 18 minutes to convince you and the world that it is. And it only is worth spreading if you tell, the audience tells someone else and they tell someone else and they tell someone else. Completely. I, I've, I've now been staying in touch with a gentleman who I met at TEDx Athens. He was the chief uh, uh, data officer for France. Uh, he's, uh, for France. Uh, France. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has this amazing kind of open source uh, or crowdsourced uh, uh, air quality uh, platform called Plume, and fascinating, fascinating guy. But there is an example: somebody who is on the TEDx stage. There, I ran into him again at CES in January, and next thing you know, he's presenting at the World Economic Forum in Davos. So, see, you know, good idea. So, for someone who they've watched a TED talk. Or uh, they've watched a TEDx talk. There's almost there's uh, the line is blurry now. We know, mm -hmm. right? Um, they can go to TEDx.com, and they can put in their city. There's a map, and there there is a TED within driving distance of them. Mm -hmm. And there are people. I'm thinking of Gordon Garb is a, a good. He's on the tech crew of TED, and he produces. He helps produce TEDs up in the Bay Area. He travels on weekends to go to TEDx's around the country. Because hmm. it's, it's like people will go to dog and cat shows or chili cook-offs. Sure. Now there are people who uh, go feed their head. Hmm. Don, uh, this 45 minutes evaporated. Boom, it's done. That's our other t-shirt, Mark. This 45 minutes <laughs> has evaporated? Vaporized. Okay. Right, there. that's a Because <laughs> I say that every time, because that's what, uh, what happens. Um, you, um, you're doing TEDx Conejo live. Are you doing a show with live local speakers in 2016? I, the short answer is yes. We're going to do one or two salons, okay. smaller events, because frankly, we're growing the community and regrowing it. Right. Uh, and we are working our way towards uh, a large event, but we haven't set a date. It probably won't be before November. So they can go to TEDxConejo.com mm -hmm. and you're on Facebook yes. and all the normal places. We love our social media. Yeah. I, uh, uh, so for TEDxSantaBarbara.com, that's where they can find us. We're sold out this time. We're going to do a live local show uh, in the fall. 
Um, we're scouting location and doing all the kind of, as you know, uh, it takes a village uh, to produce these. Um, we have met some amazing people to help us uh, do TEDx Live, even though we're just turning on the switch, like turn on the TV and sit around and watch. You, you want to feed people interesting food. You want to give them interesting things to do during the break. You want to, you know, do all of that stuff. Yeah. So uh, they should um, sign up for the newsletters at both places. Absolutely. Right. So that they can stay in touch with us. And we do things on our Facebook page as well as you do. Um, are you going to the TED Summit? You know, I I went to the, there was a TEDx summit uh, right doha yeah did you go to that uh, i went to that oh my gosh and it was incredible i bet uh i'm not going to the summit or at least i'm not planning to go uh right now unless somebody forces you to pack a bag in 90 minutes and get out i yeah <laughs> i you know at a at a certain point calendars schedules yeah. and i don't know exactly where right you know, where where business is is Taken me so for year. people who don't, the summit is, uh, there was an email that went out about nine weeks ago. I don't know how many people got it. I know that Kimberly and I each got yeah, one that said, it. you're invited to come and talk about the future of TED. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So a thousand people are going to go. This is like the ultimate summer camp. It's last <laughs> week of June. It's in Banff. Uh. And it's. To now, 13 years later, to say, what's next? Right. You know, the, this thing has obviously become a worldwide phenomenon. And I love how Chris really goes back to the community always and says, how do we, how do we sort this out? It's odd to go to the smartest people in the world and ask them what they think. That's weird. That's, a, that's an odd strategy. It's, that's, again, uh, and uh, uh, there's a TEDx, TEDx Brain Trust, which if people yeah. you know about the Brain yeah. Trust, and they're, you know, they're, they're not secret who they are. They're, um, th there's some really very clever people. The, the Illuminati. Is that, that's yeah, they're the, the Tedderati. So the we're, 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 we're Tedsters. And it's yeah. funny. I've, I've been in events in Santa Barbara where I see someone who I know I met at Ted. And I don't remember their name. And I'll go up you're, and I'll just say, you're a Tedster. Like with a question. Same no. thing happened to me at, at CES. I mean, like the monster sure. uh, oh, yeah. party, right? You know, yeah. Cable company. And... <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, I've like worked my way up. It was an Alicia Keys, you know, concert, and you know, the last place on earth I expected to see, you know, a tester. A tester. It's like, wait a minute! All of a sudden, I sit down at this table where I wasn't supposed to be, <laughs> and you know, I'm trying to look like I belong. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I find I'm sitting next to a guy who, hello. I knew from Ted. Turns out you did so belong. I did yeah. belong, and we're See. having a, so when security came by, it was like, Whoa. no, no, he's with me. <laughs> yeah, he's with us. So we've come to the end of our show, and uh, for our listener who is familiar with my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the show is um, we get to name the episode. And you are such a great wordsmith. I want to tell everyone, Patrick, that yep. um, when I wrote all the copy for 805 Connect in the beginning before we launched, I sent it to Don and said, Don, could you put your magic fingers on this? If you want to see an example of a perfectly executed <laughs> LinkedIn profile, <laughs> go look at Don Levy, president cultivator at Smith Book Farm, which we didn't even get to. So I'm going to have you come back yeah. and look at the copywriting he does in his summary 
was brilliant. Mm, really, really well written. Good job. So what should we call this episode? And this one I get to chime in because yeah, this was you got one. Oh, here. let's see. I mean, I've, I've sort of caught this is, you know, I, it, it sort of feels like Ted for you. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I like it's time for Ted. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah, because that is. Yeah. Right. That is for anybody who sees the opening session. By the way, those are the first words. Yeah, that Chris Ted. comes out and says, "Time for Ted." It's time for um, Ted. So back to that because we're going to post right. the show this week, uh, this um, very quickly. So before Ted, people can go uh, if they live in the 805. In fact, it's in a thousand screens around the world. So no wow. matter where you are listening to this, go to. Um, Oh, it's Ted opening live. Just it's uh, Ted, what is it? I mean, you can find it on Ted TED.com, but it's either Ted opening night or Ted, I think it's Ted, opening Ted night. in cinemas. Right. And there's a map and you can find a place that you can drive to. You can buy a ticket. You can watch it on a very large screen with a bunch of cool well, it's people. It's very reasonably priced. And, and they've never done this before. So this is this is spectacular. So probably there's not going to be a big turnout. Yeah, probably, probably no probably. one will show up. <laughs> it's like really nice no one listens to, to our yeah. show. To throw some support <laughs> this way. But you know, people don't expect it. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. When they see it, it's it's uh, yeah. I can't wait. It'll be so a great experience. I will wave to you because uh, we, you know, they they get us to do uh, photographs. So I'll wave to you, and you'll send a photograph of yours. And thank you so much, John. Uh -huh. So it's TedxConejo.com, TedxSantaBarbara.com, TedX.com, TED.com. Get the TED app, all that, all things TED. It's time for TED. So I want to thank you so much. I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press. I, I love coming to work here. And Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. We want to thank them as well. More information, if you would like to become a partner with us, go to 805connect.com, look at the information. And Patrick, someone who's just listened to this, they're excited, they want to know how could they help us, what should they do? Well, Mark, um, as usual, uh, you can go rate, review, and uh, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, explain to us uh, what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Uh, write to Mark at mark at 805conversations.com. Is that right? 805connect.com. Oh, that'll, we'll get, that'll actually get see, to I'm me. Like, will it? Yeah. See, it's a, I'm going to go buy that URL now. Right, right now. No, yeah. Someone else has already I always, I always prioritize the podcast over the rest of your work. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just you know, give, us, give us some information. We, uh, we love to always improve our shows any way we can. So thank you very much. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. Mm -hmm.